Okay, folks, I don't know what the hell's going on up in D.C., but we're getting Democrats actually just being honest. I showed you hell freezing over with Maxine Waters actually not blaming Trump, which you have the chance to, for what's going over at SVB and other banks. And then we had this today, Wednesday. This is uh, Joe Biden's Office of Management and Budget. Shalonda Young testifying before the Senate Budget Committee and actually telling the truth about Joe Biden's proposed budget that was revealed last week. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Check this out. Government trust you think, you think his debt? budget reduces debt? Uh, our budget focuses on the deficit, which in no, turn has debt. an impact on the okay. debt. That's a no. Okay, that's fine. So... Is President Biden's budget balanced? Meaning, does it? Are you going to? Are we going to spend more than we collect? Uh, Senator, no, because we believe that would hurt working families. Wow, folks, I don't, I don't know what to do with this level of transparency and honesty from the Biden regime. Like my head is exploding. I, I, this is a paradigm shift. Now, I'm not saying these people are honest people. But, you know, politicians and bureaucrats, they're asked a question. They can never answer the question directly. But you you saw that uh, right there. Senator Rick Scott asked her, do you think it actually reduces debt? She says, no, we focus on the deficit. And he goes, "Okay, that's a no. And then he asks her if the Biden's budget is balanced. And she says, no, because we're worried about uh, working families. Didn't even... I don't know. Let's play that again. I don't even think that she had any hesitation or pause when she said that. So is President Biden's budget balanced? Uh, Senator, no, because we believe that would hurt working families. Now, I know what some of you are saying. Come on, James, don't fall for the trap. These Democrats always have something up their sleeve. They're being honest for a reason. There's some sort of other nefarious motive. And you're probably probably right, but it's still surprising. It's still surprising. How about this? Let's go back to Maxine Waters, who, as I reported yesterday, did not blame President Trump for the SVB debacle. Check this out. Breitbart reporting. Representative Maxine Waters, Democrat from California, the ranking member on the House Financial Services Committee, said she plans to give back the campaign donations she received from the Political Action Committee for Silicon Valley Bank. Now, folks, it's only $2,500. But usually, they just ignore this and keep the money. How often have we seen them do that? Following the bank's collapse last week, Waters said she would return the $2,500 from the bank's pack she took in late 2020 when she was chair of the Financial Services Committee in the Democrat majority. Yes, I will send it back, she told Politico yesterday. Everybody knows that I have an open-door policy. Wow, just surprising, folks. Just surprising. 
All right, let me give you a follow-up on what I reported on this morning about the downed U.S. drone over the Black Sea. So funny how nonchalant the Biden administration is about our military hardware ending up in the hands of our opponents. The U.S. Reaper drone that crashed in the Black Sea yesterday will be recovered and studied, a Russian spy chief claims. Now, of course, there's a disagreement on exactly how this unmanned aircraft was downed. The U.S., who knows if we can believe the U.S., intelligence community and military-industrial complex beholden members of our U.S. military, say that Russia was over the drone. They let off some of their fuel. They did a fuel dump on it and hit the uh, propeller system, and then it went down in the Black Sea. Russia saying that that's nonsense, that it just failed on its own. Who do we believe? Tough call, folks. First of all, we have American warmongers in charge that are doing everything they can to expedite a conflict with Russia. And then we have Russia that lies as well. An MQ-9 Reaper attack, reconnaissance drone, crashed into the Black Sea on Tuesday morning prompting the U.S. Air Force to accuse Russia of having acted in an environmentally environmentally unsound manner by dumping aviation fuel on the drone. Ah, Maybe the U.S. is lying there. Anytime they bring uh, climate change or uh, any kind of woke environmentalism into it, it starts to get suspect. Anyhow, speaking on Russian television today, We got this from Sergei Nerishkin, the Russian's foreign intelligence uh, agency director. He said, according to the Russian state wire service, TASS, when he said of the ability of Russia to retrieve the wreckage, the way I see it, there are such technical capabilities. He said they have been very actively using all means of space surveillance visual and radio reconnaissance, we know and understand in detail what goals the Americans have been pursuing with their recon activities and use of technical means as we try to identify the facilities and territories they are of the greatest interest to them. I don't know if we can recover it, but we will certainly have to do that and we will deal with it. I'm hoping that it will be a success, saying that they're looking to get this drone from the Black Sea. But here's where it gets interesting. Here is our very nonchalant response to it. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said, per The Guardian, that the wreck had not been recovered by the U.S. and that it was unlikely. He said, it has not been recovered. I'm sure that we're going to, I'm not sure we're going to be able to recover it. Where it fell in the Black Sea is very, very deep water. That's it. Some very, very deep water. We're still assessing whether there can be any kind of recovery effort. There may not be. And so Russia says they're going to be doing it. Because unlike us, we don't have any warships in the Black Sea. Russia currently does. And let me tell you how hungry Russia is to get this information. The ship that they're going to be sending out there is most likely the Komuna. It's the oldest working active duty warship in the Russian fleet. It was built 111 years ago. Or actually, that's when it was commissioned back in 1912 during the era of the old Russian Empire. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. And we're, and they're the big boogeyman, right? They're the reasons why we're doing all this stuff. An a, a Navy that is still have an active commission, 110 plus year old ships. All right. You may ask me, James, can you show me that the Democrats hate our Constitution without telling me that Democrats hate our Constitution? Then I will read you this article from Breitbart Today. Senators Bob Menendez and Elizabeth Warren urge the Department of Justice and the Department of the Treasury to take quick action to implement financial tracking of gun and ammunition purchases in the wake of announcements from Visa, MasterCard, and Discover that they would not be tracking purchases of guns and ammunition. First of all, it's unconstitutional. That is why several red state attorneys general went after Visa and MasterCard and the attempt by the Uniform Code to track purchases. It's unconstitutional. It's a violation of our right to privacy and many other things, including our Second Amendment rights. But these treasonous, traitorous, constitution-hating rat bastards, Menendez and Warren, familiar players when it comes to Marxist thought and action, have advanced uh, the idea and are pushing back against what they call red state attorneys generals from doing this. They wrote in a letter to the DOJ and Treasury, we urge Treasury and DOJ to quickly publish any policy advisory, enforcement guidance, and other materials needed by financial institutions, retailers, and law enforcement as the new MCC code is implemented for gun and ammunition stores. We also ask Treasury, with input from the DOJ, to issue guidance to financial institutions regarding the circumstances that should prompt financial firms to file a suspicious activity report about transactions they suspect are related. Of course, under the guise of trafficking and whatever. Why should banks, why should financial institutions track activity that is constitutionally guaranteed in our First Amendment? These people might want to go back to grade school and learn about the Bill of Rights. Okay, folks, I want to give you a follow-up story on what I covered this morning when we looked at what was happening to these J6 people. This morning, I covered what Daniel Goldwyn, one of the political hostages, as he put it, 
of the DOJ had to go through for simply entering the Capitol and then walking right back out. A month in pretrial incarceration, a year of house arrest, the DOJ trying to go after him for a 20-year sentence. Now they're pursuing him for a one-year sentence. But this one absolutely breaks my heart. This was uh, published in a collection of letters from J6ers. And this has to do with Matthew J. Weebler. Michael J. Weebler walked inside the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. He was carrying a flag. He didn't commit any violence. He immediately left when he was asked to leave. The FBI later raided his home for walking inside the U.S. Capitol. They searched his gun and found a home. Uh, they, excuse me, they searched his home and found a gun that he had there for protection. They arrested Matthew because he had a felony on, felony on his record from 10 years ago. They held him without bond and later a court sentenced him to 45 years for parading and picketing in the Capitol and an additional nearly five years, 57 months, for having an, an unregistered short barrel rifle when they searched his home. Matthew's maximum release date is February 2nd, 2025. And because of President Trump's First Step Act, he may actually be able to get out in August of 2024. He is he's currently serving time at FCI Edgefield, a medium security prison. Now, here is the heartbreaking thing. This absolutely heartbreaking. He says on December 3rd, 2021, he was assaulted in his driveway as he was leaving for work. His wife came out and said, hey, we have a two-month-old child in the house. They arrested and cuffed her. They went in the house and then arrested his brother who had nothing to do with anything. He just happened to be in the house. They pointed guns in their faces. They were totally cooperative and they were heavy-handed. Then his father was confronted by the arresting, uh, his father confronted the arresting agent about this behavior. And they said, hey, we did, we did it for our safety. Now, here is where the story is heartbreaking. He said, then two weeks later, they kidnapped on a Sunday, a Saturday morning, they kidnapped my child. I received a hysterical call from my wife informing me that at 2 a.m., the police and the Departments of Family and Children's Services came with a removal order and took our newborn Zane from us. The removal order claimed neglect. The story gets more heartbreaking, folks. He says his wife and him had been married for almost five years at that point, but they had been together for 12 years. Their wife had a physical issue that prevented her from ever getting pregnant. They had resigned themselves to, to being a childless couple and adoption wasn't an option because they didn't think they'd had the means to go through an adoption. Then they had a miracle. They were able to adopt a Nas baby, a baby that was at the NICU and was found to have heroin, cocaine, meth, and marijuana in her system. They were able to uh, uh, take this child and... This child recovered from all of these, you know, this is one of those crack babies, those, those babies born uh, with all these ailments after two weeks. The police and the child protective services took this child away. 
even though, even though at the hearing, a DFCS caseworker supervisor went above and beyond and testified that there was nothing showing that the child was in neglect during visits. The mother had a notebook where she documented all the feedings, even bowel movements, crying and everything of this child. There were never ever signs or reports of neglect. And a caseworker that visited the house documented that the baby was well cared for, but still a caseworker went above their supervisor's head, falsified the removal order, and the child was removed. There was a hearing, but we couldn't afford an attorney for it, and my wife couldn't handle it alone. She was an emotional basket case. And then this is how the letter ends. Tell me if this isn't heartbreaking. He was incarcerated while, while listening. He's still incarcerated while listening to this phone call. That phone call was the absolute lowest point of my life. I had to stand there and listen to her screaming that they took her son and that it was all my fault. I couldn't say or do anything. I could only listen. I wanted to wrap her, I wanted to wrap her up in my arms and assure her that it would be okay, but I couldn't. I was helpless. A few months later, she filed for divorce. My entire world has been decimated in a few short months. I am completely defeated. For walking into the damn capital and then leaving when he was asked to. No violence, no breaking of anything. The guy lost his child and lost his wife and he is in prison. Meanwhile, SVB gave millions of dollars to BLM and BLM and Antifa bastards are out there walking free as a bird. Heartbreaking story that I had to share with you. Heartbreaking story. Let's let, let me give you some good news. He's back. James O'Keefe is back with the O'Keefe Media Group. When I first saw this, I was like, fantastic. He put his name on it. They're not going to be able to kick him out of O'Keefe Media Group when it has his name on it. Perhaps he should have done that with Project Veritas, but hey, he is not a egomaniac and he has a lot of people on his team at Project Veritas, so he didn't put his name on it. He's doing it this time and he's released this video. Let me show it to you now. The irony of the acorn story is that it took a 25-year-old with a hidden camera a few days to do what billion-dollar networks and journalists could not do in a decade. I spent 14 years creating the most effective nonprofit newsroom this country has ever seen. And in paving the way to establish citizen journalism, I have been defamed, arrested, raided, and ultimately removed from the organization I spent so much time developing credibility of. I always knew they would try to ruin the reputations of those who expose them, the pharma giants, the three-letter government agencies, and those who I thought I could trust. But in response, we are going to build an army of investigators and exposers. They have awakened a sleeping giant. I'm back. 
Remaining by my side are a small, tight-knit group of the most elite journalists in the world. Exposing corruption requires standing up to power because power hates sunlight. We are sunlight. Welcome to the O'Keefe Media Group, where we will never be shut down. Because not only do I own it, but you own it too. Support us and sponsor our army of journalists by becoming a founding member today. Now, if you're like me, you're intrigued and you're curious on what he means by you own it too and what have you. What is that all about? So let's head over to the website to get some answers. All right. Empowering and equipping a movement of thousands of people like you to report things that are wrong with the support of an in-house team of elite journalists to bring factual, unbiased stories to light. Uh, O'Keefe Media Group here, Truth, Justice, Impact. And then um, that's a nice little thing of him at CPAC. That is a journalist that broke the uh, Big Pharma uh, story. I believe that's her uh, that's presented at CPAC. The mission continues. Welcome to the O'Keefe Media Group. We can never be shut down again because not only do I own it, but you do too. Support us and sponsor our army of journalists by becoming a founding member today. O'Keefe Media Group is building an army of investigators and exposers along with the most elite journalists in the world. In the coming months, you will see this army expanding across the country, every state house, every city council, every school board, and everywhere people are conspiring to keep themselves in power, practice favoritism, or line their pockets with tax dollars. Are you passionate about the O'Keefe Media Group's efforts to bring truth through journalism to the American public? Become a founding member to not only promote our vision, but to sponsor the work of our hardworking journalists. Be the first to drive the mission forward. Okay, and then there's uh, founding member plans here. Bronze, one-year early subscription, and signed founding member certificate. $1,000, you get uh, the same thing, plus you sponsor undercover equipment. So, okay, so very similar to the uh, model that we conservatives must do. For instance, I have my other show, BCP Unfiltered, and that is a subscription-sponsored show because when you try to do the truth, you can't do it on the big media platforms because they only want to protect one narrative, and that's of those in power. Then there's a gold sponsorship where you get the same thing as a silver, but you also get to sponsor a camera for an O'Keefe Media Group undercover journalist. Okay, that's the gold level. And the platinum level adds behind-the-scenes access and a personal video from James O'Keefe. Okay, and then this is going to be a subscription-based $200 for a one-year early bird subscription or $20, $19.99 if you go monthly. And the platform will start on July 4th, 2023. So exciting stuff uh, happening here for James O'Keefe. I will keep you posted. I plan on becoming one of these uh, founding members because James O'Keefe has done excellent work. Uh, he has exposed lots of things. I mean, let's let's look at uh, some of his history of what he's done. And f- for me personally, he's given me lots of things to report on that has helped me grow in my career. Um, it just seems appropriate to pay it forward and to help him with his great mission. But anyway, let me remind you of some of the great things and how James O'Keefe even got started. Uh, by the way, he's James like I am. He's a lover of truth like I am. And like I am, he's a Trey, as I also am a third. 
O'Keefe rose to prominence with the launch of his undercover videos of community organizing group ACORN, of which Obama uh, got a lot of support from and was involved with. And that is why he immediately incurred the wrath of the Obama administration. Breitbart.com founder Andrew Breitbart rolled out O'Keefe's investigation to launch Big Government, the second of the big blogs. It was first Big Hollywood. And those were the predecessors of Breitbart.com that we have today. Uh, then O'Keefe founded Project Veritas, and he went to continue his undercover investigative journalism. They did all kinds of stuff, folks. Uh, one of the big things they they revealed was the bird dogging and all of the uh, Democrats' roles in promoting violence at Trump rallies, including getting homeless people and mentally ill people to make noise, and then they would pay them. And these people were operatives that were invited to and part of the, they were they were in the White House, Obama's White House. And of course, he's, uh, one of the, the, the challenges he had lately was when uh, Ashley Biden's uh, diary, she abandoned it, abandoned it, and he published it. And they went after him, even the ACLU, even though it took him a while, uh, condemned them going after a journalist. And then, of course, uh, he's had defamation lawsuits and what have you. And then most recently, he was kicked out of Project Veritas. One of the big things that he uncovered lately was some inside information from Big Pharma uh, having to do with the virus, uh, what have you. So uh, he's been through a lot. And man, has he been a stalwart fighter looking forward to what he will be doing. So folks, uh, James O'Keefe is back. And that can only be good news for journalism. I think I want to end it there, folks. Got some other news I'm tracking. I'm thinking if I get this up early, I might have enough energy to do a midnight live show. We haven't done that in a while. Don't hold me to it, but I'd like to do it. But if you want to know if I am going to do it, all you have to do is hit like, uh, share, and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube and hit the notification bell. Thanks for joining and supporting us. Please don't forget uh, to check out our other programming from our sister channel here on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube and also my other show, BCP Unfiltered. Links to everything are down below. Once again, I am James the Third, like James O'Keefe is a third, coming to you with this open source news edition of the BCP podcast. We'll be back and make sure that you also check out, oh folks, by the way, check out episode seven of BCP Unfiltered. It's freely available to anyone. I'm going to follow or continue doing what James O'Keefe is now doing, following uh, the lead of many of us in the conservative journalism. Go over to bcpextras.com. You'll be able to see episode seven of BCP Unfiltered. This is the kind of work, kind of reporting that I, I, I can't do on the big tech platforms, but I do on our show, BCP Unfiltered. Go check it out. And if you like it, consider joining and supporting uh, me and my team. My team consists of my family. We are a family operation. If you like what you see there, uh, go ahead and support us. For instance, if you go over to bcpextras.com and watch my episode seven, it's free for you to watch. One of the reasons why we're behind a paywall is because I actually have to pay for the hosting of the video that you'll freely watch. But if you like what we're doing, consider supporting us there. You can also check us out over at therealbcp.com or at bcppodcast.com, where our show is in video format on Spotify and in audio format on every major podcasting platform. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless.